You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got really lucky because the day that I was auditioning for it, Andrew Lloyd Webber just happened to watch the auditions that day. He came in to the auditions. Um, and I was, again, very fortunate to progress through many rounds and I ended up, I ended up in the last 40 guys on one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's private villas in Mallorca or something. This was, this was nearly 10 years ago now, actually. Um, but it was an incredible journey. And I, I was doing this whilst I was in law school. So it took, it, it was about eight to 12 weeks where I just didn't go to law school. And uh, that's about one semester uh, over here. And obviously when I, I eventually left the show, I didn't make it to the live shows. Um, I came back and had to go straight into exams that I had done no studying for because I was busy trying to impress Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial with us, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you'll be on your way with a seven-day free trial where you'll work one-on-one with your own Broadway fitness coach. That's builtforthestage.com. If you haven't checked us out on the gram yet, go to at Built for the Stage. You can go to our Twitter at BFTS Broadway. And we're lighting it up on the TikTok <laughs> at Built for the Stage. So check out all the fun we're having there. If you like the podcast, if you've been following along, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We'd be greatly appreciated of that. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.com. FM. All right. As always, we have an exciting episode for you. It's actually going to be a first for us here at Bill for the Stage. We have had uh, a few of our guests from Australia come on and talk about their productions and get to know them a bit. But this will actually be our first guest uh, that's joining us over from the UK. Uh, this guest is going to be uh, starring in Heather's, the musical that will be touring the UK. Uh, he'll be playing the role of JD. Uh, also was uh, seen in Girl from the North Country at the Gilgood Theater, Bat Out of Hell, probably singing really high at the Dominion Theater. 
Uh, played Christian in uh, Moulin Rouge at the Secret Cinema. He was born August 2nd, nine days before me on August the 11th. So I like him already. Please welcome Simon Gordon. Hey, hi, hey, Simon. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you, my fellow Leo? Yeah, couple of Leos, couple of lions. I'm very well, thanks. I was um, looking at your Twitter and um, I think your birthday was listed there on your bio. So I was like, oh. August 2nd, there yeah. he is. It's, it's a nice <laughs> birthday to have. You usually get some sun. Usually you get some sun for sure. Didn't didn't have the pleasure of having, you know, a, a school birthday where all your friends would, you know, make a big deal out of your birthday. But you, you you did have, you know, the sun for sure. Yeah. Um. So happy uh, early birthday to both of us coming up in a couple of months uh, <laughs> in August. Uh, so everyone that's listening, once again, uh, Simon is set to play JD and Heather's The Musical um, going on tour in the UK. And obviously we want to talk about that. Um, but just to get to know you a little bit, where are you originally from, Simon? So I'm originally from Dundee in Scotland. I grew up there for the first 20 something years of my life. And uh, I went to university there, studied there, I studied law. and then. After I completed my degree, I moved to London and I've been there for the last five or six years as an actor. You beat me to it. I always like to uh, to look up a actor's resume and see what they have on their special <laughs> skills or unique things about them. Uh, the guests tend to sweat when I start to bring up their special skills like, oh, what did I list? Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was going to be one of my questions was that it says you're a qualified lawyer. So you, <laughs> went to, you went to school for law. I did. That's probably one of the few things on my CV that that I can actually do. Um, <laughs> yeah, my friends, my friends who are not in the industry from from back home in Scotland, they always tell me that I have Joey Tribbiani CV. Um, yeah, I, but I I think I've actually cleaned it up now. I did have uh, some things on there that that I just flat out couldn't do, but it got me some interesting <laughs> auditions. It got me some good good auditions, um, but did, I would not, did not you, recommend it. What was one of the most absurd things that was on there that you could not do? Um, so I can ride a horse, but I put on my CV that I was exceptionally gifted at riding horses. Um, there's a little asterisk that goes on to Spotlight, and I decided to put that next to it. Um, just because, you know, I thought, I'm, I'm confident. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to handle it. Like I can ride, I've, I've ridden horses. Um, and I find myself in an awful position in, in a, in an audition room, um, where they were, the horse had to jump over things and ride really fast. And it was completely out with my capabilities. Um, and it was extremely embarrassing as well, because obviously that's wasting their time, my time, you're taking up a slot from another actor. Like I, that was the moment when I realized this is actually a really bad idea. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I think I've cleaned it up a lot since then. Um, they didn't, they didn't bring a horse into the room, did they? No, thankfully they did not. <laughs> um, thankfully, <laughs> because that horse would have been in some serious trouble. Um, right, right. 
That's that's uh, it's like the equivalent of when people list uh, tumbling on their special skills, and then you have all the tumblers going, and then it's your turn to go up, and you end up, you know, landing flat on your back because you don't know what the hell you're actually doing. <laughs> now, I love that you've called it tumbling because oh, okay. In, in the UK, um, I was in an audition once, and they said it, it was actually my first ever audition, and it was for Shrek the Musical, and. They said at the end, okay, um, who, who's got a trick? Who can do tricks? And I thought, well, I, I do a little bit of magic. I can do tricks. Um, but obviously that's not what they were talking about. They were talking about what you just said, tumbling, like uh, doing uh, uh. somersaults and backflips and handsprings and all the wonderful athletic tricks and tumbles. Um, and so I put my hand up and lined up. And I watched everyone in front of me do backflips and somersaults. And obviously it took, it took maybe four or five for me to realize they're all doing, when they said tricks, I thought it was like a party trick, you know, like an audition yeah. thing, like let's get to know people. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't. So it, that the story's got a really boring end and I didn't, I didn't actually end up trying a trick. I just very blazingly said, I'm sorry, I can't do a trick. But I, oh, I think you should have went tumbling. for it. That that could have been the thing that, you know, something that stuck out. And I think it would have been appropriate for Shrek, you know, having someone perform magic up there. I should have, you know. Well, I should I should have just made myself disappear, really. I should have just run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Let me just quietly step out of this room and disappear. That That's the magic trick I should be doing right now. Um, all right, well, let's get into uh, congratulations on uh, booking uh, Heathers and, and going on tour soon, um, playing the role of JD. Um, why do you think that this production was, um, I guess, brought back to the table? I, I know that you had said it's a, a popular one um, and that we had said two years ago it was at the Haymarket. But what, what do you think it is about this show that could have some type of uh, relevant message to to anyone seeing it. Um, the thing that really stands out for me is that it's all centered around high school and high school kids. And looking back, I just think high school is the most difficult place and it's the most difficult time, I would say, in people's lives in which to be confident. Um, I think some people go through high school and they don't they don't find that difficult, but it's such an a difficult environment to actually just be yourself and be confident in because you're so worried about what's cool and are people going to like you and I think it's it's just a time where you you really don't know yourself yet a lot of the time um, for most people I would say and. This, I think, the, the message, one of the many messages is that it's, it's okay to be, to be a bit confused about who you are in high school. And it's more about figuring that out. And it's okay not to know as well. Like, you don't have to fit into stereotype. Um, like, you're allowed to figure out who you are. And I, I wouldn't just boil the show down to that one message, but that for me is, is one of the great messages of of heathers hmm. uh 
so forgive me for asking, Have will this be your first uh, road tour that you've done a show or have you been on the road before with a show? So I've never done a tour as such. Um, with Bat Out of Hell, we started in the Coliseum in London and then we went over to Toronto with the show for about three months. And then we came back and we went into the Dominion. Um, and then when I did Girl from the North Country, we actually started in Toronto again and then came over to the Gilgood. So I've traveled with shows, but I've never, I've never kind of traveled this much. I've never done a tour mm -hmm. where you sit in a venue for a few days or a few weeks and then you continue to travel. So it's, it's going to be new for me. Have you gone to any of your fellow performers that have been on tour and started asking for, uh, for tips and advice or things to look forward to, things to stay away from? Yeah, absolutely. The thing for me is uh, we uh, we call them digs in the UK. I don't know what you call them, like the, the places that you stay when you go on tour. Um, we just call A hotel? Them, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we call them digs over here. Okay. So okay. Um, that's, that's the thing that I've been asking my friends about is... Um, do you have any good recommendations on where to stay places close to the theaters? Um, because I've just, I'm totally clueless when it comes to that side of things. And mm. I think it's probably something that I would have just kind of looked over, um, or, or overlooked rather. Um, but it's so important to have like a nice place to stay and, and that's close to the theater. And I think if you leave that to the last minute, you, you're going to find yourself in a tricky spot. So yeah, I've, I'm, I'm really glad that I've got some pals who've given me good advice on that one. Yeah. Uh, we had mm, a good, jeez, uh, I want to say like five or six uh, Bill for the Stage clients in the tour of Miss Saigon. Um, and I got to see them in New Orleans. And I think you'll come to find that there's always like one or two cast members that like specialize at like looking up the best spots and knowing where to go in each place. And so oh, yeah. we need those people. I, I trust you'll, you'll be in good hands there. Um, I want to rewind cause I got ahead of myself a bit going back to the lawyer thing. How mm -hmm. do you go from studying to be a lawyer and then find yourself performing in musical theater? So I always knew that I wanted to be an actor and I was, I did a lot of amateur theater as a kid from the age of five. And it's just, I knew that it's what I wanted to do. And so I got to the age of about 14 or 15 and I said to my mom and dad, I want to move to London and I want to go for it. Um, but obviously I was young and looking back now, I definitely was not ready. Um, I was very young for my age as well. Um, if that makes sense, if you like, like mentally, oh, I was, I was just okay. very naive and, hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I definitely wasn't ready to move, move to London at that point. And, uh, so I, I stayed on at school and eventually decided that I would go and get a degree um, because everyone always tells you this industry is very fickle and it's really, uh, you know, it's, you don't have a lot of job security and everyone's always telling you the negative things about this industry. Um, and you don't often hear the upsides. So 
as a youngster, it, it made me think I should get a backup and I should do something else. Um, so I did that. And midway through the degree, I was in my third year of law school and Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, does these TV shows where he looks for like the leading role of one of his musicals. So he did it for, uh, he did one called Somewhere Over the Rainbow, I think, or Over the Rainbow. Um, he did one for Joseph and he did one for Jesus Christ Superstar. He's done loads of them, but I was, I think, 20 or 21 at the time. And the director of the amateur theatre group that I'd been part of for a few years, he just texted me one day and said, I've put your name in for this and you've got an audition. Um, they actually they want to audition you. So it's in Glasgow, which is a couple hours from where I live. Um, just go for it. So I did. Um, and I got really lucky because the day that I was auditioning for it, Andrew Lloyd Webber just happened to watch the auditions that day. He came in to the auditions. Um, and I was, again, very fortunate to progress through many rounds and I ended up, I ended up in the last 40 guys on one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's private villas in Mallorca or something. This was, this was nearly 10 years ago now, actually. Um, but it was an incredible journey and I, I was doing this whilst I was in law school. So it took, it, it was about eight to 12 weeks where I just didn't go to law school. And, uh, that's about one semester, uh, yeah. over here. And, Obviously, when I, I eventually left the show, I didn't make it to the live shows. Um, I came back and had to go straight into exams that I had done no studying for because I was busy trying to impress Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I essentially walked into those exams just like someone off the street who'd never heard of any of these technical legal terms before. Um, but it was that that journey that really convinced me, okay, this is what I want to do. And I actually, I really believe I can do it. Mm. Um, just the people that I met and the advice that I got from them and watching and learning, uh, it really, it was like rocket fuel almost. It made me kind of decide I, I'm definitely going to do this. And it was a bit of a conundrum because I still had two years left of the law degree. I still had fourth year and fifth year after that. And I was always hungry to be an actor, but those two years were, they felt like 10 because I was just so hungry to get finished. And I, I really wanted to quit, to be honest, and just go to London. Mm. Um, but I saw it through. I'm really glad I did, actually. I'm glad that I saw it out and then I moved and um, here we are. But it was, yeah, it's an interesting journey. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, what do you what do you take from your time studying law and not being in that uh, theater circle, uh, if you will, right out of the out of the gate? Hmm. Um, to to use another expression, what would you say that you took from that experience that you used to your advantage while auditioning or performing? Hmm. I think the obvious one is contract law. Um, I have a wonderful agent, but it's come in really handy in terms of reading my contracts and knowing exactly what I'm signing up for, and um, you know, knowing the deal. I suppose because um, you know, actors generally we don't read our contracts, you know, and that's understandable because we have an agent who specialises in that, and we trust them. Um, but I think it comes in really handy because when you're on the job, um, if you feel like something is unfair or is not going the way that you wanted it to go, I think it's really useful to understand what you've actually signed up for and what's in the contract that you signed. Um, because quite often you've actually signed up for it to go that way anyway. And, and the company are just, you know, invoking the rights that you've signed away to them. So that's something I've found really useful, um, is just knowing what I'm, what I'm signing up for, which I suppose sounds a bit obvious, but, um, the other thing I think is just sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Do you enjoy that part of it? Maybe down the road, if you ever decide to step away from performing, could you ever see yourself as stepping into a role as an agent since you're so, you know, well versed in the the legal side of things and negotiating contract? Yeah, I would I, I think it's a it's a difficult job, I think, but I would enjoy it. And um a lot of it a lot of being an agent is people skills as well and kind of knowing your client's strengths and um like my 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 previous agent is just actually she's she's left agenting now but she was incredible at just knowing how to deal with me if you like not that I'm difficult to deal with but she just knew exactly what to say and at exactly the right time and if another client called her up she would take a completely different path with them. Even though they're calling about the same thing, she would deal with it in a completely different way um, because they're an individual who, and you know they need personal care and attention. And I think those are the best agents. And um, yeah, even I think I would be great at the legal side of it. Um, but that's, that's something that takes, I think, a special, a really special skill to be great at that. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, I interrupted you. You're going to say one other thing, I think, about how it benefited you to audition or perform. If I took the thought yeah. away from you, it's it's no, all no, good. That's it's, okay. my, it's my fault. Um, yeah, the there are a few things that looking back now it made me think I've, I've benefited from that. And one of them is t- kind of taking the emotion out of things. Um, when you're just, when you're training to be a lawyer. They always tell you, you can't look at a case with emotion because it's not how the law is supposed to work. You, you know, you're supposed to study the law based on what's written down. And uh, 
that was that's really that's a really difficult thing to grasp initially and a lot and it's, it is something that i tussled with a bit because you can be looking at a case thinking you know this this person is definitely definitely guilty or definitely not guilty but although you're sort of although your humanity tells you one thing you have to completely disregard it because it is irrelevant it's all about the facts and that definitely helped me i suppose because it just it just taught me to take a step back and look at things from different perspective and not get so bogged down and wrapped up in the bubble that that can be our industry sometimes and i think it's great to be able to just step out of it and and have a look at it from a different perspective Would- yeah i'd have to uh, sorry to interrupt i'd have to imagine going into an audition room the the pressure that would be relieved of you with having that understanding of you know no matter how much i think i should win this case there might be other facts against me that have nothing to do with how i'm presenting my case if you will in this metaphor yeah, um that's so interesting you said that joe because that's i mean you've totally nailed my thinking on that side of things sorry i, yeah, I interrupted you there no no just and and just probably the the freedom that gives you to just go in and do your thing and and you know i think so much of uh, a performer's troubles in the audition room is that they they handcuff themselves with fear of not being what you know the people behind the table want them to be but in reality uh out of all the times they're walking into the room if they just continue to be who they are they're they're going to be better off you know Uh, because you can't always be what they want and and you won't be what they want so you're better off just having a free spirit in there and just letting it rip. So I hope everyone listening is uh, being encouraged by that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, it's, if, if a job doesn't, doesn't go your way, it's very, in my opinion, maybe I've just convinced myself of this, but if a job doesn't go your way, there are a million and one reasons other than how good you are as a performer. Hmm. Um, yeah, and and you've got no control over m- most of them. So, for me, I think it's like you say, it's about just. Brian Cranston said something amazing about this that has stuck with me for years, and he just said he would go. He said everything changed for him in his career when he decided to just go into a room, present his version of the character, and then leave. And if they like his version of the character then that's they'll hire him and if they don't that's okay it's not about him as an actor it's about his version of the character that he's presented to them i think that's super useful as well yeah yeah cool um let's segue so for us over here in uh in america in the states here i was doing some research about the theaters that you've performed in because I'm not familiar with all of them um, as I would be with our Broadway theaters over here. I found it interesting from one of the videos I saw about the secret cinema when you did Moulin Rouge and they were hyping it up as if like uh, something about as an audience, as an audience, you're expecting a performance, but the performers are always all or 
the performers are also expecting something from the audience and they're they're hyping it up as if it was like you know a little bit more uh unique than your everyday theater experience can you tell us a little bit about that if i'm even making this out to what it really is you absolutely are on the money joe um it's that's exactly what secret cinema is um and that's actually sums it up really well in that i've never heard anyone say it like that before um we do expect something from the audience uh the, the audience are given a character before they come to the show so they're expected to dress like that character and behave like that character and smell like that character um and interact with everyone in the space like that character and the goal is for the audience to not be able to differentiate between the actors and the other audience members so they don't actually know if they're <laughs> interacting with an actor or, or an audience member and uh, i've i had a lot of friends who came who just said it was unlike anything they've ever been to and it's unlike anything i've ever been to or have ever done since and i think they're a fantastic company um they're they're very similar to uh i can't sleep no more is that mm. right in the states mm -hmm. um in that it's it's totally immersive um and there are the rules are just thrown out the window um you're just you're encouraged to just you know you put your phone in a bag and seal it uh, up, uh upon entry um you give them all your bags all of your real life clothes that you might have like a jacket to walk to the venue that all gets put away and then you're just out in the world they give you money that is not obviously british pounds they give you um currency that would have been of the time and they just everything is done to try to just envelop you in this world and so you can just get lost in it um they still sell alcohol um it's uh, they've got various bars and stalls and they just they do such a great job of of creating creating worlds Wow, that's so cool. Are you were you ever up there uh, performing? Well, first off, let me clarify. So you did a production of Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Is it is it the Moulin Rouge that that I know as far as the stage production, or was it something based off the movie and more of like a concert type, or how was that? So it's the movie. Um, Baz Luhrmann came to a couple of the shows and. I remember him getting up and saying, this is the world that I created. And it was crazy for him, I think, to see it in in real life, if you like, not on a movie set. And it was the the first two hours when the audience arrive are improvised from the cast. So we have different locations in the space. You would walk down the streets of Paris. You can choose which direction you go in. You can stay wherever you want for as long as you want. Um, and every night is different. It depends on which characters are where and which interactions you might see. But um, for me, I would just be walking around as Christian, um, 
trying Christian's a penniless writer in the movie. So I would be trying to write things and I would be asking people to help me write and this would change every time. Sometimes we'd be writing a love poem to someone across the room. Um, it could be the start of a novel or uh, it, it just totally varied and every character had different things. And so that would happen for the first two hours. Um, we, you know, We'd send the audience on individual journeys and missions and whatnot. And then they would all be kind of shepherded in to a life-size version of the Moulin Rouge in Paris um, that kind of miraculously opened up after two hours. Everyone would run in and there was a huge screen on which they then play the movie. And the cast act along to the movie in front of the screen. Um and the audience watch that and the cast will be moving in amongst the audience. So one of the scenes that's so, so memorable for me is when Satine makes her entrance in the Moulin Rouge. I, I don't know if you remember this, but she comes down on a trapeze. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they had Satine come down on a trapeze above the audience watching the film. And it just, it brings a... It just turns, it's like theater times 10,000. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere was just incredible. And we called it Project Love, the, the cast and creatives. That was the code name for the show because everyone just, there was such an atmosphere of love in, the, in, in, the, in that venue. It's a thousand people a night and no one ever had to be removed or there was never any fights. There was never any sort of negativity going on. It just, everyone just grabbed it with both hands and just totally participated. And, and to be honest, I can't believe it works. I honestly, <laughs> I, I can't believe that, that it actually you can get a thousand people to buy into something like that every single night. And, you know, no wow. one's too cool for it. Everyone just does it. And such a courageous thing to try i think but you know they're in i think they're in their 15th year now as a company and they're just going from strength to strength wow well maybe i'll put that on my bucket list that i'll have to get there someday because that sounds yeah incredible it sounds like an experience for sure for sure if if there's a movie that you particularly like then i would say absolutely you've got to you've got to go to secret cinema if they do it well simon uh, unfortunately, that's all the time that I have for the the episode with you. Uh, maybe I'll have to, I don't know, have to reach out and do a part two with you while you're on the road because, you know, when you're doing these episodes, you get bits of like uh, eyebrow raising uh, information where you're like, oh, you know, I didn't, I never looked at it that way or, oh, I didn't know that little subtlety. But this episode was just... Uh, uh, filled with things that I had no idea about. So thank you for just uh, letting us know all the, the great details that y'all have going on that side of the pond. Dig, is that the hotel you said? Dig? Digs. So it's, it's Digs. like uh, if you were to stay in an apartment in, in one city, then the, the next city, it's, it's also called Digs. So mm. multiple Digs, I suppose. I'd I'm, I'm, be interested to, to know where that actually came, where that word comes from. But yeah, that's our word for it, digs. Very cool, very cool. 
All right, Simon. Well, thanks for being on Bill for the Stage podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. It's been great. And I would absolutely love to do a part two when I'm on the road. Awesome. All right, everyone. That was Simon Gordon. You can follow him on Instagram at Simon Gordon. Simple as that. Uh, Once again, if you want to try that free trial of uh, one week working with your own Broadway fitness coach, you can go to builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks again to Broadway Podcast Network. Check them out at bpn.fm. All right. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.